14. Every week, especially if you are visiting, we take time to minister two messages. And we do that because we believe that it's God's will for every one of us to prosper. So we take time to preach on prosperity. And I want to continue where I left off last week on how to honor the Lord. In Luke chapter 14, verse 16 through 20, it says this. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. He sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a piece of ground and I must go see it. I asked to have me excused. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen. I'm going to test them. I ask that you'll have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But God said in 1 Samuel chapter 2 that those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, those who disrespect me, I will lightly esteem. So we started a new series, a prosperity series, to teach you from the Word of God a couple weeks ago how to honor the Lord the right way. How to honor Him the right way. I don't want you just to assume that you know how to honor the Lord. The Bible says to honor Him, and we should. But why not find out what the Bible teaches about the subject? We preach prosperity, but it's important for us to know that we are not going to prosper like God intends if we are in any way disrespectful to Him. Yeah, we preach it. But I don't want you to be confused to believe that that you're going to prosper while being disrespectful. And so there's four ways that we're learning from the Word of God on how to honor the Lord. Of course, we honor Him with our presence. We covered that last week. We honor Him with our worship. That's what we're going to cover this week. We honor Him with our service, actually serving the Lord in the church in one way or another. And then we honor Him with our substance. So as we said, number one, we honor him with our presence. I challenged you last week to make an adjustment in your heart and in your life that come Sunday morning, you and your family are going to find yourself somewhere in a church. I believe that every Christian needs to be in church on a Sunday morning. That it's not an optional experience. That if you had a lot going on, that you just stay home. That, that if, you had, if, if, if you got some other event, I believe every born again, if you want to honor the Lord the right way, you honor Him with your presence. I want to use Luke 14 to reemphasize this because I missed it last week. The Great Supper in Luke chapter 14, verse number 16, refers to what the Lord prepares for us to eat spiritually each and every week when we come to church. How many of you all know man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God? 
And he uses men and women to preach the word of God. And so on a Sunday morning, there's a great supper prepared. If you go to a church like Faith Family Church, you're going to eat good from the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we're not just going to spend time on one verse of Scripture. We're going to spend time on the words that came out of God's mouth over here and over there. And we're going to be fed well spiritually as a result. I mean, I spend hours upon hours to minister just a 30 or 40 minute message. A great supper was prepared in Luke chapter 14 and verse number 16. Then the Bible says that he sent out his servants to invite many. And they all on one accord began to make excuse. My question to you, whether you be in person or online, what is your excuse going to be for missing Sunday's In your life. The first thing that this guy noted was personal. He said, I just bought something and I need to go check it out. Really? The certain man in this story is the Lord. His servants are those who volunteer to serve him. And he invites them to the meal. Every Sunday God prepares a word to encourage you, to exhort you, to admonish you. To teach you. Y'all quiet and y'all are actually in church. First excuse was personal. I got something going on and I can't make it. Maybe there's something that's in your mind more important than being here every Sunday of your life. Or it could be, you know, it's just too hot outside. Oh, come on, somebody. (laughs) It could be, well, no, gas prices are too high. I'll just stay at home and worship him from home. See, what I I need you to grasp is by you physically going to a church, whether you come to this church or don't come to this church, you should go to a church. By you physically going there, you are literally honoring God. And what God said, I got one amen on the front. What God said is that those who honor me, I am going to honor them. Yeah, you could send a gift to someone who's getting married. Yeah, you could send a gift to someone who's, who's uh, uh, you know, graduating. Yeah, you could send your tithes and offerings to the church. But God wants you. He wants your presence. He wants you to be around the family. I can't tell you, you know, especially if you've got adult children, what it does to a, a mother and a father for their family to be together and to dwell together. And when we gather ourselves together and not forsake the assembly, it does God's heart really good. Amen? The second excuse was work. What's your excuse going to be? Well, you know... <laughs> This amazes me. Like I told you, I grew up in the church, so there's very few Sundays in my entire lifetime that I've missed going to church. Whether a pastor or not a pastor, I'm going to find myself in the church because I love God and I know that it honors him. I'm seeing it now in a new light. Amen. Um, but it amazes me. People say, you know, God bless them with a job, and then now they're working on Sunday. Oh, I ain't getting no amens or nothing today, boy. <laughs> And then some people don't come every week because work was real hard or they got out and they just need to take a break. 
And so work is their excuse. Whether scheduled to work or tired from work, this person said, hey, I've got a work situation going on and I can't make it to the meal. What was the third? Family. Some people actually put their family before God. My challenge is don't let anything keep you. Uh, I was talking to my aunt, one of my aunts, and um, my uncle has been dealing with some things in his body, and uh, they had been out of church, and we ended up talking a little bit about going to church, and I encouraged them, you know, hey, the coronavirus is over, because they hadn't been, you know, in like two years, or maybe here, maybe there, and, you know, I hadn't been going on around. I was like, you know, it would be good for you to go to church. And, okay, you know, I'm one of them in the family. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And her thing was, you know, I certainly can't go to church while my husband's at home. And I was thinking, like, why? (laughs) He can stay home and watch the broadcast, and you can go to church. Amen. I got off my little soapbox. But here I can stand on it. Amen. He said, I married a wife. You know I can't come. What does that have to do with your relationship, your honor of the Almighty God? Amen. And then people do it all the time. But, you know, I don't understand how kids have sports scheduled on Sunday mornings. I still ain't getting no amens. Y'all want me going to the next one? I'll go into the next one. Bottom line, it's disrespectful and it's going to cost you more than you realize. Uh, you won't be able to walk in the favor and the blessing of the Lord like God intended. Amen. Let's talk real quick about the second part of this. The the second how to honor the Lord is you honor Him with worship. Uh, uh, Unico did an amazing job just following the leading of the Holy Spirit to to get the songs ready for today. Had no idea that I'm ministering today on honor Him, honoring Him with your worship. I want to talk to you about that. From Matthew chapter 15, verse number 8 and 9, the Bible says, These people draw near to me, this is God talking, with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. My question to you, is it, is it possible to honor the Lord with the words of your mouth? Oh, absolutely it is. And God acknowledges it both in the Old Testament and, the, and in the New Testament. He says, these people, they honor me. They do what? Come on, talk to me. They do what? They honor me. They actually do. He's acknowledging. They honor me with their lips, with what comes out of their mouth. Now, there was another condition that needed to be dealt with, but the reality was they honor me with their lips. They do. Did you know that you can honor the Lord with what you say about Him? Did you know that you can honor the Lord with what you say to Him? And then did you know that you can honor the Lord with what you sing about the Lord? And then you can honor the Lord with what you sing to the Lord. How many of y'all know there's two kinds of songs that we sing in church? There are songs that are about God, right? Talk about, you know, talk about Him. But then there are songs that you just turn it up and you sing it to Him. 
You, Lord, you are worthy. I'm not a singer, that's why we have you. Come on, somebody. Oh, man, where you sing to him. This is why it helps when you come to church. Because you have a moment where the, 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 the music can be right and you can have someone to, to lead you and you got some lyrics. Because, you know, in your car, I don't know if you're singing out loud and worshiping. How many of y'all know you shouldn't just wait to come to church to worship the Lord? You ought to worship Him everywhere and every day. Bless the Lord at all times and let His praise continually be in His, in your mouth. Amen. But you are, you can honor Him with your words. I'm gonna teach later in this, this year. Um, so yes, we can. Uh, but there was a condition. He said, the problem is that you can worship Him with your words, but your heart be far from Him. Uh, the Bible talks about true worshipers. I wonder what's the difference between a true worshiper and, and not a true worshiper. Could it be that we're singing songs to God on Sunday and maybe even through the week and, you know, we're, we're with the rhythm and we're with the tone and it's a familiar, but our heart, come on, in the moment is far. We're thinking about something else. We're really not in it. We as a family are learning to worship in the audience of one. What that means is whether she can sing or not sing, whether the music is right or not right, whether people are coming in or not not coming in, whether I'm dressed, whether I'm not so dressed, it doesn't matter. I am going to, oh, come on, I'm going to lift up my praise. I'm going to lift up my worship. If somebody can hear me, if I'm out of tune, if my words, if I got the wrong words, I am going to worship Him with my heart. And when you do that, you are honoring God. And God hears that. He receives that. And he says, oh, come on, somebody. Those who honor me, I will honor. Let me wrap this up. In John 4, 23, 24, he said, The hour is coming and now is where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is a spirit and those who worship Him must do so how? In spirit and in truth. So not just with your words, but worship Him with your heart. Jeremiah 29. I don't know if you've ever been with somebody in a conversation and they were kind of like halfway into it. They were like this. And you, you're bearing, you know, and then they, you know, they're kind of like, they're listening. But how many of y'all know, man, when it's intimate, you're just all in and, you know, you, you're looking at the person and they're hearing you and they're connecting with you. That's what I want you to learn to do is to go all in in your worship. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with what? All part of it. Half of it. Don't give God a half-hearted worship. Don't give him a half-hearted praise. Don't just sing the song. No, give him a all-in worship and watch what happens. Come on, Faith Family Church. Watch what happens in your life. 
Did you all get something out of that today?